0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
1: Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel,
2: Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning are going to have a throw-off out in the parking lot and the entire fan base <laughs> would leave... The entire Texas area would be empty for the Basketball National Championship. With Uh, his eyes, Pat
1: Forty. There's only one place that's that weird. Here's Pat and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. Got a lot of stuff
2: in the lineup today. A lot of small uh, details and not just the resignation of that prostitution fighting mayor. (laughs) There
1: (laughs) There will be be no... Iced over Fishing Lake uh, prostitution scandal in Ohio. Oh,
2: no, 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 no. Now that the crime fighter is off the job, he has resigned <laughs> after <laughs> his comments. Well, yeah. It, right. Now the prostitutes of the of the ice fishing. Yeah, they shanties. can flock to the lake. Yeah, it's free reign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is going to happen to this fair, leafy suburb of Akron? <laughs> when the
1: ladies of the night meet the boys of the ice. <laughs> Ladies of the night in their snow boots and parkas. <laughs> it's true.
2: It's not exactly the, the fashion show of Hollywood Boulevard. Um, <laughs> is that a North Face you're wearing there? It's really? <laughs> all right. This is going to get bad quickly. <laughs> Save us. It's early and we're already Speaking going. Speaking of Ohio, there we yeah. go. Gene Smith. I don't believe he ice fists. He's too busy as the athletic director of Ohio State. He gave a uh, state, uh, a big interview with the media down in Ohio. A lot of good stuff. Says the 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 divisions over, you know, there's a lot of anger over should we play? Should we not? Says that's all been, been uh, cured. Everyone is getting along as well as ever. So I don't know if that means Nebraska has learned to be quiet or <laughs> uh, or they're just all getting along. Of course, news is breaking that they might get a billion dollars in their TV deal. So that would shut me up.
1: Yeah, that would make me feel happy and ready yeah. to get along with my fellow billionaire compatriots. I mean, I pretend I like you,
2: and I don't even get any money <laughs> off of this pod, so it's the kind of good soul I am.
1: Yeah, it's uh, all, so all altruism make... with you.
2: Well, I like hanging out with Sully. Yeah, that's uh, um, right. Yeah. That's right. Also uh, interesting, he said that the, this initial alliance, there's a crack in the alliance, at least in the plan, uh, the initial plan of everyone going to eight games and then the Alliance playing each other. Uh, he says he does not sense in the big 10. There is interest in that they would rather play nine league games and then still schedule their uh, use. You know, maybe they play some Alliance teams or maybe not, but there is an interest in generally just playing more games against big 10 teams, which I think makes a uh, total sense. I, I, again, like, The Alliance sounds good. Maybe it would be for Ohio State, but they can go schedule a good game no matter what. But when you hear the Alliance, you think Clemson or USC is coming to town and it's more likely you're going to Oregon State. Yeah. So it's like, hey, maybe I just want to, let's just play Michigan one more time or something. You know, whatever whatever division you're in. So Michigan State or something. So I thought that was interesting. I'm not surprised. Are
0: you?
1: No, no, no. I mean, if you remember back when the Alliance was announced back in the summer or whenever it was, you know, this was all... We were sold this was a, we looked each other in the eye and decided Mm. there was never any, there was no written agreement. There was nothing ever like hammered out that this is how things are going to, we are contractually obligated to do this stuff. So that now looks even more like what it was then, which was the SEC is flexing its muscles. We need to look busy over here. We need to look proactive. We need to band together against these guys and and say some things, but we don't even necessarily have to follow through on them. We just got to look like we're standing up to them. Uh, no, I am not surprised, uh, but you know, again, we, we, this has been college sports for the last, who knows how long really, but certainly in the last eight months is like a lot of talk and not a lot of action. We we're supposed to have a 12 team playoff by now. We thought we might have an alliance. We really don't have either <laughs>
2: <laughs> sold a lot of bill of goods here. Uh, it's like a bad
1: NIL deal we got Just <laughs> said, guy said he'd pay yeah. me. Yeah, we, we 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 uh, we invested in the Spencer Rattler of, uh, of, of <laughs> where is our F-150? Where is it? Where's <laughs> yeah. my two cars? Where's my two cars?
2: Also talk divisions. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, and then he had this line about the he th- believes the 12 team playoff is coming. Uh, but he had this kind of curious line that set off a lot of people, a lot of reaction. Uh, this would be about if they have a home playoff game. Uh, Gene Smith does not want to play it at Ohio Stadium. He would not play a home game at home. I know our fans rally around that and they'd like to host Alabama up here. Sure, sure as hell would. Yeah. But now we have the flexibility to move into domes. Now we can move into Lucas Oil or Ford Field or Minneapolis or whatever if we ended up hosting. And I think that that's important because who knows what the inclement weather could be like like at that time of the year in any of our places in the north. So we need that flexibility. I don't want a hard surface for the players. And I know the fans would love to have in the shoe, and maybe it's snowing and we're playing whoever, but that surface is a whole new ball game. And I prefer to have an indoor elements and they have a clean field. If it was this year, I would want uh, CJ Shroud to have good weather. It's just that simple. We've been blessed to have experiences in Lucas Oil playing in the Big Ten Championship. And I think our fans understand that environment. They love the hotels, they love the restaurants, all that. So while it would be it's difficult to take it away this from the shoe, I still think that's the right thing to do
1: for the players in the game. Thoughts? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yes, let's by all means give away a distinct (laughs) competitive advantage that we would have against teams that we have not had a competitive advantage against in quite a while. You know, there's one chance that you could get those teams to come play you and play you in quote-unquote Midwestern weather and nullify perhaps some of the speed advantage they may have and just make them generally more uncomfortable. And we have been listening to Big Ten fans for decades. Asking to play games in cold weather against warm weather schools. And now the most important ad at a cold weather school is like, no, we don't really want that advantage. No, we're worried about the hard field. The hard field? What? Come on. That just to me that, that makes no sense at all. Not to mention the fact, Dan, that you have this flexibility. Like, when do you decide, oh, we, we may have a storm, snowstorm coming. Sure, so we, we wouldn't want to play in that. We wouldn't put poor Alabama in a snowstorm. Well, then we'll move to Lucas Oil Field. Well, how far in advance would you have to plan that and work around whatever the NFL schedule may be or any of the myriad other events that are at that con- convention center slash Lucas Oil Field? You'd either have to say, we're going to the domes or we're not going to the domes. And you can't decide that after the playoff is announced on December 5th. I mean, you got to decide that before the season starts. So I, I don't understand where the hell Gene Smith is coming with. From. You
0: think the Packers hate hosting playoff games? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean I think Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it at all. You know, and when you're bringing up the steak and shake in Indianapolis, <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, you, you know, you're <laughs> really grabbing <laughs> people <laughs> who are Trots not here. from the
2: Midwest do not understand the pull of the steak and shake in downtown <laughs> Indianapolis. They just, they can't. Well, we love that. We got, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to host a game over in the shoe. Yeah, but we got to go to the steak and shake. (laughs) is in Indy, and it's just better. The Frisco press sandwich is better there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To the Midwest, the steak and shake is like the sunset is to the Rose Bowl. It's the sunset and the crystal on Bourbon Street to the SEC. It is the (laughs) spiritual home of the league,
2: even if it makes no sense at all but every sec fan has walked by that crystal in bourbon street and gone. Oh, that's yeah. And they remember the teabag guy and all
0: the different stuff. That's the last time I had crystals was in that crystals. And I don't think I'll ever have it again.
2: I don't think you should. I don't. Gee, I have enormous respect for Smith. He is an extremely smart guy and I've always enjoyed talking to him. And I've always valued when he speaks that there is thought. This is not one of these dumb asses who says like crazy stuff. No,
1: that said, what? Yeah, makes no sense. If you're going to fight in the
2: North Atlantic, we train in the North Atlantic. That is the whole point. It's Woody Hayes. This is why we love this place. Yeah, I, I, I am diametric. I'm just stunned. I'm just stunned. I don't so, get So
0: I actually don't know the source of this, but it, it looks it looks factual. So obviously, this is the <laughs> podcast where we dabble in facts. No,
2: so, I mean, I'm reading it off 11 Warriors. It's yeah, legit exactly. Ohio so there, State website. He said it at a press conference. I saw film. a chart
0: the other day that had, it was fascinating. I could look at Oh, it wow, this day. part.
2: I thought you were disputing the quote. <laughs> so
0: no, no, no. no, no, I'm not disputing
2: the quote. Like, no, a we would not make up quotes of Jesus. No, 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 Smith. no. no, no we're, we, we have at.
0: some low standards, but we're that not, is. We don't make up quotes here. But yeah, th- there is a chart that had, and it makes sense. Each it, it broke up each team in each conference and then had and then the y-axis was how cold it gets on average per game. Mm. And then you know, you know, you had like the Pac-12 and the SEC, yada yada, all hanging around 60-70 degrees, and then every single Big Ten team was slammed down at the bottom by yeah. far. And like w- why don't you use its advantage? Clearly, you have it over everybody else. Kentucky and Missouri were kind of close, right? Not really, you know. No.
2: I I also I, I don't know how they're going to divide. But I mean, the the horseshoe is my favorite stadium in the country. I've said this many times. It's literally my favorite college football stadium. It is huge. It is loud, but it's got this character. It, it's this bizarre construction. It's scary. Like, it looks like there's like, there's probably dead bodies in there somewhere. <laughs> and those big things on the, 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 the bottom of the shoe part. It's in a big city. The place is crazy. The Ohio State fans are crazy. the crazy ones are not the ones that have the money to go get the, the hotel rooms that we enjoy in Indianapolis all that I would play anything ever in there yeah. I, they should play men's basketball in the shoe <laughs> they should put their hockey team in the shoe. I love the shoe. I cannot fathom not playing an Ohio State game. if you can play it in the horseshoe, always play it in the horseshoe. yeah second, and this is I've said this for a long time and I think th- I think he's wrong on this. I don't think he's considered it. This, is, this will be the one point I will push back on. I hate that the bowl games, they tout, look at how much economic impact it is, Glendale, Arizona, to have the Buckeyes. Screw that. What about the cities that support college football? Yeah. Right. Nobody supports college football more as a, a, a city of this size than Columbus, Ohio. Sure. It's the biggest city? I think right. I, I mean,
1: LA uh, yeah, is, I would. Yeah, but I mean, the biggest crazy. city that revolves around college football. Yeah, yeah. They have yeah. hotels in Columbus, many fine ones. Mm-hmm.
2: They have many fine restaurants, including Steak and Shake. I bet. I don't know. I'll look.
1: They but do. If, I've, right, I've they got it. a Waffle House. I I've yep. been to
2: the Waffle House in Columbus. It's a little touch of SEC. I think Urban put it in there to help recruiting. <laughs> We'll get to Urban's restaurant. It's Urban's we, restaurant, although it's no longer because yeah. I mean yeah. they, have
0: a, they have a wealth House in Columbus, Ohio, but not L. A. <clears> that is <throat> that is trash. well, Columbus a little yeah. more south than you think. Uh, yeah, but our <laughs> yeah. closest one is Phoenix, dabbles in Ohio. Why not come yeah. out another little? Well, yeah, I don't. I click. would
2: love to have the franchise rights to L. A. for the for the. Uh, yeah, I would not Great be on money. Yeah. Anyway, uh, where was well, I? Don't know where I was, but what the hell? And I, well, yeah. I just, I'm diametrically opposed to this concept. I, your players, your yeah. I, I mean, you want a clean field. What, like CJ what? Stroud can't handle this. Like put his put him out there all Seriously. December in training. What is what yeah. is going
1: on? I I have no idea. I mean that's like all of that just it, it 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 is. First of all, it's counterintuitive. But secondly, if there also is a like a a. A hint of like, yeah, we're soft now at Ohio State, so we got to throw the ball 50 times, so we got to go play indoors. Like wh- Where are you coming from? I, it just it, it makes no sense to me. You use the advantages that you have, and, yeah, maybe you know what? Maybe Alabama or Georgia or whoever would still go up there and kick your ass in the cold, but I'd much rather play them in the cold than in a controlled environment when they have most of the advantages at least as of right now. Uh, on the field. So take what you can get and don't give it away. Literally give it away. I don't understand. And reward, this is what I was saying, reward your city.
2: And I don't Do care I, if sure? it's the Hilton yeah. or the Marriott or, or, the, or the Ruth Chris or the guy who lives three blocks from the horseshoe and sells his parking spots for 50 bucks. This would yeah. be the biggest sporting event in the history of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. And it would be the biggest sporting event in all of these college towns. And instead, as an economic engine, what they do and what they've allowed is you take the end, you take money out of Ohio by having the people with disposable income rather than spending it, bringing people, spending it in Ohio, you take it to Arizona or Florida or something like that. These places that really don't give a crap about college football. And so that's been the system. But why not help? And so I just on every single thing I don't get. But in terms of the man, I. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm loving this. I'm going to the yeah, line. I mean, right. I mean, I don't think this is going to switch anybody, but I am making fun of this on the, oh, oh we're yeah. too, you guys go to Ohio State. You're too soft to play in the
1: cold. Yeah. right. You need a clean field. Is it too hard there? Oh, it's oh, too okay. hard we're down there. I guess that, there. that snowy field was a little too hard uh, in Ann Arbor on the, the last time. Yeah, they played it Yeah, snow. it did snow. It Maybe he still chapped about that. It did maybe snow. Maybe
0: that. Oh, they should have played the Ohio State Michigan game in Lucas Oil. Let's let's see how they feel about that. I
2: just it it's louder, it's bigger. There's more tickets. It's it's there is a pulse, a person. I don't know what. I don't even know how to describe it about going into that place and not rolling into into Lucas Oil, which is too nice and too small.
1: No, and I mean you're right. The two the the further the way the game goes from where your school is the more it becomes a big money person event and the big money people are usually not the most rabid people because they're the ones that want to sit in the suites and you know live life a little more. That's why differently. The Super Bowl sucks. I want right? I want Super Bowl had horrible atmosphere.
2: I kept saying that I watching cuz I did not corporate go to the swell. Super Bowl this year. It's the first Super Bowl. Well I've watched two straight Super Bowls on TV. I normally go. There was no atmosphere. it it, it sucks, yeah. And that's what this will be, and also I love just the concept. And it's, call me a romantic, but some kid, some sophomore, waking up in his dorm room on a Saturday morning and getting dressed and walk into a playoff game and staying That there would be awesome
1: because we but do that, this with but the you know, NCAA You know when they're going to be scheduled? Too. They're going to be scheduled over Christmas break. They ain't going to be in uh, the dorms. They're no, all it'll be the first round. Yeah, well, that's the well. That's again another reason to freaking get rid of the conference championship games and move the playoffs to first when the students round are on campus. Whatever.
2: We, we play like the NCAA basketball tournament is awesome. And I, I'm not saying there's a better way to do this. Cause I don't think campus sites is it, but the one thing it misses is you, sometimes these buzzer beaters are in front of like a half filled, yeah, you know, NBA, right. you know, some big hockey arena in San Jose. And like, if, if the, if the, like, let's say like Kansas is there, but they're, they're not playing until the second game or they played the first game, but everyone left to go to dinner. Yeah. And then, the, you know, there's an upset in the set. And it's like this, this, College basketball is a sport where the arena is one of the participants in the story. And that's the same with college football. The campus is one of the reasons. Why do you love college football? You don't, you don't, your friends say, hey, we're, me and my buddy, me and a couple buddies, we're going to go down to the, uh, we're going to go watch LSU play football. Well, who, who they play in? Auburn. I don't know if that's going to be that good of a game. You don't <laughs> care about the game. right? You want a good game, but you care about, oh man, I always want to see that place. I heard the tailgate's awesome. I heard this is awesome. I heard Mike the Tiger. I want to hear the whole. This is the personality of the sport. The best part of the sport, or one of the best parts of the sport, is the stadiums we have. Yeah. And we kick them to the curb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In favor of the. the Lucas
2: Oil? Yeah, it's fine. Mm. Indy's fine. Ford Field? Fine. Yeah. Fine place. But. Like they both have hosted Super Bowls and nobody remembers those games because of the Super Bowl. Remember when it was at Ford Field? Oh my God, what a what a scene that I was. I do,
0: and the Seahawks got screwed. But yeah.
2: <laughs> Asked the wrong guy. It Was actually the Steelers. Steelers it was the
0: Steelers? Yeah. Seahawks? Ste- Steelers, yeah, Steelers. Right? Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. That's right. yeah.
2: The Steelers had a lot of fans there. It actually was somewhat memorable because the Steelers could drive there. It was the closest it was one of the closest ever to a home game that they'd ever right. had. Anyway. That's about it, other than a bitter Seahawk fan who thinks it wasn't fair.
1: No, I mean, just, it, it, again, this is, I get the thinking that goes into college sports of basically discount the rank-and-file fans, you know? <clears throat> You're taking away something. If you, if you go ask everybody on an Ohio State message board, would you rather play an SEC team in December in Columbus or in Indianapolis— 100% of them are saying, we want the game here. Come on. I mean, that, you know, you're going completely counter to what's actually your fan base would like to see.
2: Anyway, I think that if push came to shove and this actually happened, the Buckeyes will play in Columbus. No, nope, nope. Gene Smith, I do not think we will win this battle. Maybe he'll be talked out of it, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I thought they put it this way. Just the, the whole thing's exciting to me. Yeah. That's why this delay is just like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like a playoff game in, you in, know, in, in Ohio Stadium. I'd right. love the rest of the country to
1: see Ohio Stadium. Sure, sure. I know. I mean, bring it on. I want, and I want a playoff game in College Station where Penn State goes into play or whatever. You know, I mean, I, it may not even be a Southern team playing in Ohio. Could be a no, big ten, right? Big twelve. Yeah. Cincinnati I,
2: could be Cincinnati. Yeah. Imagine that. Yep. I just, yeah. I. I have covered uh, four maybe playoff games in Green Bay, and it is—I uh, mean, I've been s- snowed in, snowed. It's—it's <laughs> it's not easy to get to. It's kind of
0: when you're there, it's just magic, yeah. right? I got a twinkle under my eye when you
1: when you brought up the student walking to a playoff game. See on wasn't campus. that sweet. That was- <laughs>
2: That's why I'm a poet.
1: I'm a <laughs> poet, Sully. A poet. A poet, yes, lacking the sensibilities of well, there would, the students wouldn't be on campus.
2: Well, but. you know what? Us dreamers, us romantics, don't need this. <laughs> crass.
0: He went down a couple levels. We're, we're romantic. He, he axed the the championship game already and moved it up to the first week in December, and then and we're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine.
2: What, all right, let's all
1: right. talk uh, romance and let's talk Ryan Harson and Auburn. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, we couldn't have done this. So we we had a shot at it on Valentine's Day, but then we had the Merle Code interview, which was worth. Delaying Brian Harson, but now we get our romance story.
2: Yeah, I thought Merle's uh, interview was good. It, it, people, uh, regular listeners, or just new ones, uh, hit, hit us up on Twitter. Did you like the interview? We're very hesitant to do these interviews. That Got was a lot certainly of good feedback. Very myself. unique situation. Yeah, uh, Merle had a lot to say, and uh, I think it, it kind of clear I like Merle and think the whole thing was uh, um, kind of garbage. Uh, so, you know, I was happy to do it. But we don't do much. I mean, we did not have a chicken sandwich story. We didn't. I mean, it was yeah. just awesome stuff we didn't yeah. get to. It's priorities. Let us know what you thought. If you liked it or don't, we're not going to do a ton. Button, no, on, on but my, my, the
1: feedback I've received was really positive. A lot of people liked it. So.
2: What, so, what you don't hear is like I always say about feedback is no one just sits there and sends you an email that says like, "Hey, I mildly agreed with your
1: story." <laughs> you know, it's like it's always like you're. Yeah, it's eighty <laughs> percent people that hated your story and twenty percent said you yeah, right. you thought you said exactly what I say. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's generally it.
2: Um, all right, Parson is back. Um, apparently, uh, nothing happened. Auburn people are blaming uh, social media. Uh, uh, you know, got got ran wild on social media. <laughs> that was uh, one of the, the complaints. Uh, just <laughs> don't, yeah, don't don't release a statement if you do not. Don't say you're judicially collecting information from a variety of perspectives, including a var. I mean, like. It's it's, you're throwing. I mean, you're just throwing meat to the lions. Of course, we're gonna go crazy. We're a bunch of morons out here. We're desperate for news and a good Auburn
1: internal fight. Well, yeah, and exactly. Where is all the gossip coming from within Auburn? So you know, where is it starting? All your mouthy boosters who want to say that they, oh, I'm wired in and I know what's going on, and this is it. Da 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 da. So Auburn can Auburn can blame social media, or you can blame the people close to Auburn who are spreading all the stuff that ends up on social media.
2: Yeah, or in fact, there was even this, this investigation. I, we don't know what it all entailed, right? So maybe there is a, a, a really important reason that this, that I'm not going to dismiss that, because one of the things is people are scared in sports to do an investigation because it might look bad. And that's how you get Larry Nasser running around if you want to go to the extreme. Right. Okay, and so I'm not suggesting anything like that, but. You want people to be like, hey, we can sit back. It's not about PR for a week. However, unless this is a really a serious, serious situation of some kind of abuse or tumult or uh, I don't know what what it would entail. I mean, this to me was just self-inflicted wound. Uh, You hire Brian Harson. We have said I, I was very critical when they blew. I thought they blew the Alabama game. They should have won it. He's six and seven. He had some moments, but it fell off the cliff at the end. The recruiting class this year is good, but not good enough for SEC standards, especially no. when your two biggest rivals, Georgia and Alabama, are just literally own the 2026 draft class or whatever. I mean, just loading up. That said, you hire this guy from Boise, Idaho for a reason. You, I don't think it's fair to expect him to have a top five class in his first real full recruiting class in the SEC. it it, it just takes time. There's no way you're going, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are going to have more, you have to work into it. I do not expect Brian Kelly, even at LSU, to have, to be as good of a recruiter this year, even class of 2023, as he would be in 2025 or 2027, right? It takes a little while. And if you wanted to hire someone who was going to have all the connections in the South, then you should have hired someone who had all the connections in the South. You didn't. So I think you either give this guy some time or you sh- and shut up. That's what I would do. Or you fire him because you're like, that was a bad idea. He gets $18 million. It would have been harsh. It would have been kind of ridiculous. There's, but there were reasons to fire him. I'm not going to sit there and say, don't fire him. But I'm going to say, if you're going to say, hey, we hired a guy. Let's give him a little time. See how he does. You got to get out of the way. What you just did is make it seem like he's going to get fired. And it is an incredible year for high school football talent, a senior class in the state of Alabama. And you've got Brian Harson dragged all over the state. Co- kids are going to be like, I don't know if this guy's going to be there. And you have this quote. This has been one of the hardest weeks of my career. It had nothing to do with my coaching ability. The personal attacks on me and my family went too far and were without justification. Their resolve through this experience has been incredible, but also completely expected. We saw and felt the worst of the worst in some people. Fortunately, we also saw the best of the best. And we're always grateful to the support of many others, our players, the staff, the Auburn family, and many others. You want to go play football in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, Auburn's no. a great place to go to school, but the kids Auburn is recruiting also have other options to go to great places. Yes, they do. They have to beat Alabama head-to-head. They have to beat Georgia head-to-head. They have to beat Clemson head-to-head. And you've got... I, I didn't see Coach William Christopher Sweeney putting out anything about that. Kirby's smarter, you know, so... This is just dumb. Uh, I mean,
1: it, is, it is dumb, but it is predictable and it is cyclical and it's endemic to what Auburn has been and continues to be. I mean, you go back to Terry Bowden in the mid-90s and they have been undercutting football coaches since then. Terry Bowden, Tommy Tuberville, uh, Gus, even they wore down Gus and got Gus out of there. Uh, and now they, they went exactly one year. Uh, with Brian Harson, and they have absolutely poisoned the well. I don't think there's any chance Brian Harson can succeed there now. You know, he has this toxic cloud over him. It will hurt recruiting, as you alluded to. Uh, it's going to hurt staff. I, you know, what they've done is they're going to reduce the buyout a little bit in the next year, but they're going to have to make the same decision. Now, you know, why they decided, why they wanted to make this move to begin with, I think goes back to the toxic culture. But for this instance, I will say, and we have killed coaching buyouts on this podcast a lot. The, the buyout did its job. The buyout protected a guy who I don't think should have been fired after one year. It wasn't a good year, but it was six and seven in what people thought was a rebuilding job. Coming in for Gus on. they got rid of Gus because they didn't think Gus was good enough. They didn't leave the place in good enough shape. You have now, the buyout did its job by at least giving Brian Harson one more year, but everything, the, the atmosphere around him has been completely ruined. I just don't think he has any chance of surviving now. Maybe he can pull a Tommy Tuberville, where it looked like Tubbs was completely undercut, sabotaged, and poisoned. But then he went undefeated the next year after JetGate. Uh, I don't think Brian Harson's going undefeated next year. But if he has a successful year, maybe he can pull out of this. But I figure by mid October next year, they're they're they've got it in the works to get rid of him.
2: Yeah. It's more likely he's fired regardless. So you just it's it just is a bad thing. But here's the thing. Who comes? Who who wants this job? I right, that's now, the thing. You dece- keep making
1: it a more and more crazy
2: place to work.
1: Who in wants dece- to go there? Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Why why take this who how are you an attractive job? It's a it's a great place, but it's also a tough place. You're surrounded by national championship programs. It's doggy dog. It's the SEC West. AM's coming, LSU's coming back. I mean, it's just brutal out there. And you have last month or December, Brent Venables took the Oklahoma job, former Clemson defensive coordinator, talked about his interest in the Auburn job the year before when they ended up hiring Brian Harson. And Venables, we'll see if he's a good coach or not. I don't know. You never know with these guys, right? But this would be the ideal candidate if you're Auburn, the defensive yes. coordinator at Clemson. He's got that experience in the South, the whole yep. thing. You can't really get a better candidate without head coaching experience than, than Venables. Yep. And he said he didn't take it because he was nervous. Quote, I really didn't think we had the alignment at Auburn that we have here, meaning Oklahoma. So I was a little bit nervous. Uh, he told his daughter he was uh, scared for her. I don't quite understand that part. But that was it. He was nervous about taking it. This very chaos scared away the ideal candidate. Yeah. That and that was last
1: or... year. Then it got worse. The chaos got bigger.
2: So who wants the job? Because again, yeah. if the same thing with recruiting, yes, Auburn's a great place to go play football. But if you're at that level, you have many options to go play. <laughs> great. If you're Brent Venables, you sit there and go, I'll wait. Sure. Because I, I'm going to get a great job. I don't have to jump at something I'm not ready for. And lo and behold, here comes Oklahoma. And lo and behold, he's going to be in the SEC anyway. So not good for Auburn. Yeah,
1: I, I, just, no. I just don't know what you guys are doing. No, that and nobody Except does. Except giving that's, us water you know. for the pod, which we appreciate. <laughs> right. oh, the, the alignment <clears throat> word, which, you know, you can you can roll your eyes to a degree at that, but that matters to coaches really, really importantly. And you hear it all the time, and you look at Auburn, and you say, what's the most misaligned place in America? That's it. Uh, I thought uh, <clears throat> Albert Breer writes the Monday Morning Quarterback Club for Sports Illustrated does a great job with that. I uh, had a great note. He put some notes at the end on things non-related to the NFL. Uh, and one of them was that if you, if you laid out the Harson situation with no names, school or coach or anything involved, just laid out the, the storyline, he said, give me one guess of what school it is, I would have gotten it right. Because everything adds up to Auburn in this situation. There's only one place that's that weird. It's, as you said, has a lot of pluses, a lot of great things about it. But boy, oh, boy, does it find itself in some weird situations. All right. How about a little recruiting? Arch Manning. Down south, Mm -hmm. let's talk Arch Manning. We're going to keep talking
2: about it. This is the Arch Manning
1: Recruiting Podcast.
2: Yes. Unsubstantiated rumors. Uh, Because, you know, it's hard to find the Manning family. They're never, like, on TV. (laughs) They're never doing commercials. they really hide. Very, very private people. They lay low. Yeah. I want to see the Caesars sportsbook odds on where Arch is going. <laughs> the whole entire family's on there. Um, <laughs> when's Arch get the Caesars deal? Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, the Caesars commercial. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got even, everybody else on Even there. Archie. Archie, Cooper. Archie, Blake, Eli, Co- yeah. yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we don't have there. Olivia. We need Miss Olivia on there.
2: Yeah, she just, she just sits back and counts the money. The boys are out <laughs> working.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Only
2: the Mannings would be a little more public. If we only had more (laughs) forums for the Mannings to give us information, it would be nice. One rumor has it down to two schools, Alabama, Texas. Now, Alabama makes a ton of sense, to say the least, Uh, except the fact that uh, pretty much everyone in the SEC hates Alabama. And so his uncle, particularly people from Ole Miss and Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <So>
1: yeah. Grandpa <laughs> and both uncles are like, you're doing what?
2: All, and Cooper went to and dad, Ole Miss And yeah, dad
1: went to Ole Miss, yep.
2: Really? Alabama. But we're talking Nick Saban. The Mannings are a calculated group. They are a very smart group. They know how this works. They got Eli out of San Diego Chargers because they knew it was a garbage franchise and they got him to the Giants and he won two Super Bowls, right? This is not a... This is when Peyton needed to come back. He picked the right spot. This is a very smart crew. So Alabama or Texas, which would be fascinating because if Arch Manning went to Texas, you could eventually have a Quinn Ewers Arch Manning quarterback battle, (laughs) which literally could melt down the entire state of Texas. (laughs) It really could. The heat from that could could (laughs) warm the homes when their power grid
1: fails every winter. (laughs) It could warm the frozen field at Ohio Stadium in December (laughs) for a playoff game. We'd have no worries about a cold
2: snap coming (laughs) in and ruining a playoff game in Austin because all they would do. You could have you could have the University of Texas basketball team could be in the the national championship game. okay, and they could be holding the final four that year in like in, in Houston or up at Jerry World. And they could say, hey, Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning are going to have a throw-off out in the parking lot, and the entire fan
1: base <laughs> would leave the entire Texas area to be empty for the basketball national championship game. <laughs> That's, that is 100% true, actually. It's 100% true. It reminds me that in, like, 2000, I think it was, when Florida was in the Final Four, and, like, Spurrier was having a spring football teleconference, and all the hacks who were covering the championship game had to stop that afternoon to cover the – spring football teleconference for Steve Spurrier. So this would be the same situation, only bigger because, as you said, nobody loves anything more than a quarterback battle. And a quarterback battle between a Manning and a multimillionaire 18-year-old, I'd take that. I have a conspiracy theory. What do you got?
0: Peyton and Archie are pushing Cut Cliff to go to Texas because they're like, Oh, it's down between Texas, and Alabama. We, we can't have this kid going to Alabama. So we, <laughs> we, we gotta, we gotta pull the strings. Could be text to coach cut. Be like, you gotta go down to Texas because we can't have, we can't have arch in Crimson. <laughs> it just cannot happen.
2: So. That is a true thing. in recruiting though, there's times when it's like the kid, a kid wants to go somewhere that the, the parent or the coach hates, so they end up picking a third school. It's like oh, a yeah. safe choice, sure. right? Yeah. So not no uncommon is tech is Texas that. But Quinn Ewers is throwing it in. And then it's like Sarkeesian just sitting there. I mean, Quinn Ewers can't transfer again, right? He'd have to sit a year. I mean, he'd get more another million or some some bam. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know. High, uh,
1: highest paid college athlete to get to play college athletics. But.
2: I think he's going to Alabama. I don't think the Mannings will put him in that position. I mean, yeah. that would be that would be unbelievable. You signed the top two players two years in a row and guys of that kind of hype. Because like, like all right, you have like Malachi Nelson and, and Dante Moore, like the other great quarter. They don't have the hype of a
0: Manning. Hey, no, Pey- hey no. Peyton Manning had to go up against Todd Helton and then Todd Helton
1: quickly. <laughs> off, out of here. But, <laughs> See you later. Yeah, he's like, ah, Although, I'm gonna go play baseball. I, w- I remember the beginning of that uh, era, Sully. Helton was ahead of Peyton on the depth chart at first. Because, yeah, like, I, I went and covered, I don't know, maybe it was against Florida or something. They're going through the quarterback rotation, and Helton got on the field before Peyton did. Things UCLA. changed. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um so right, there also was a report, Dan, though, that that was premature, that, you know, somebody else in a different report came out and said that now Georgia's still involved, Mississippi's still involved, maybe even uh, who else? The guy that had a couple other schools, Florida and someone else. They did say Clemson is not. We uh we as the official Arch Manning recruiting podcast we got it we we need to dig into our sourcing here and, and get to the bottom of this. Okay,
0: okay, fair enough. I'll, te- I'll text. That, that grouping of teams leads me to believe that my conspiracy theory theory is correct. That Peyton, yeah. and, uh, the Uncle Manning uh, is is pushing Texas
1: is the outlier, the compromise the outlier. outlier.
0: Yeah, yeah. could be. Could
2: I be. yeah I don't know. It might just be like, look, man, it's it's like I, it'd be better to try to beat out Quinn Ewers than listen to the disgust of all my my uncles and my my grandfather, my
1: namesake, as I go to Alabama. (laughs) I don't know. I would would like to see the luxury box suite if he does go to Alabama and see if they could possibly get Archie and Peyton and Eli and Cooper into Alabama gear up there. Cooper, you could. It's his kid. He'd wear Alabama gear. I'm not sure the other guys would. A white neutral polo. That's, yeah, that's right. as far as they're going, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Good recruiting story. Ed Ogeron, Coach O. We coming.
2: He was on the uh he was on the uh Rich Eisen show during radio radio row week out in the Super Bowl. And he was talking about the Rich, great, great interview. He just asked him, Gil, tell me a story about the Coach O was working at USC at the time, as assistant to Pete Carroll, and he was recruiting Adrian Peterson, who was from Texas. And um and wanted him to go to USC, and he thought he could get him. But all of a sudden, uh, Adrian says, "Hey, one of the big issues is my dad is incarcerated. His dad was in a, a federal prison in um, in Texas." And Coach Stoops went to visit him. Good recruiting, Coach Stoops. But he said, "Coach, uh, if I go to Oklahoma," Adrian said, "Coach, my dad would be able to see my games where he's at if I go to Oklahoma, right? Because you know, you're only—they're not going to have the the best cable package." No. in the, in the prison day room okay <laughs> so it's pretty much you know whatever coming on so the oklahoma games would be more common at this prison so coach o said i tried to get the guy
1: transferred to los angeles <laughs> now that's recruiting man that is that's recruiting extra effort right there yeah that's an extra
2: effort um yeah, trying to get him to like the federal prison, Lompoc, or something like that. And then he could watch the ST games. Um, I think it's a little reassuring. I mean, I don't think we all have a lot of faith in our judicial system, but as a member of the People's Court, I feel good that Coach O was not able to get a prison
1: transfer. He, I said, Well, Ethan, what is the key to getting you here at USC? He says, Coach O, well, Bob Stoops, my dad is incarcerated. Bob Stoops won't see him. Well, me and Pete Carroll tried to go get him. And to go see him, they wouldn't let us in. But Adrian said, Coach, my dad is be able to watch my games where he's at. Well, if I go to Oklahoma, I tried to get the guy transferred to Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) I I would love to see if it was Ed himself having to go in front of like the prison board and say. Uh, your honest, uh, we 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 need we need Adrian Peterson's dad out into California because he's a good player, and uh, we just need you to make that happen, okay? <laughs> what? How do you how do you make that pitch? I think we're you- all in favor of some prison
2: reform. I think even the hardest core among us probably figure there's some there's some room for improvement in our penal system, right? <laughs> Coach O making decisions on where prisoners should be incarcerated is not. That's not on my high on my list.
1: Oh, maybe it should be. Well, no, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I have great faith in all of our governmental stewards, but I, I'm <laughs> I am pretty sure I have more faith in most of them than I do in Ed O'Shaw when it comes to matters. Just of the him. mental picture
0: of prison Ed assignment mental picture of Ed O hunched around some tiny apple, you know, box in 2000 where he's looking at, at the very first cut up reel of Adrian Peterson hitting the internet and being like Oh, well, we got we to gotta
1: move his dad. I'm going to get right.
2: <laughs> it. The, it's the funny part is Coach O thinking he could do it. Because he probably yeah. was like, we'll get that done. I was like, no, yeah. no, no, Right,
1: no, no. yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like, no, 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 no. Like We have people sitting on death row that we proved were innocent like three years ago. <laughs> like they found the DNA of the other guy who confessed. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're still leaving them in here just in case. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. But I, I appreciate the effort and the optimism. Coach O, O stands yeah, for right. optimism. Always
1: thought he could get something done. Move mountains. You know? that yeah. Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> going in there. Oh, well, how about, can we get him out early for good behavior? Mm, his behavior isn't too good, huh? Okay, well. <laughs> you know, he had <laughs> going down his checklist of possible yeah. things he could do.
2: Uh, small item here for some of us who like college football and NASCAR. It's a pretty uh, good Greg,
1: crossover bubble
2: there. Uh, pretty good. Some of us, I don't know. I'm sure some's listening to it. Greg Biffle is going to drive a car in the qualifying for the Daytona 500 with a Grambling State paint job. Really? Number 44 car. This thing looks awesome. I I don't know why. I don't know. I don't. Grambling State and Urban Edge Network HPCU League Pass is on the car. Okay. I'm going to find out about it because this car looks badass. Yeah. The, like we got we got coach prime going we got grambling on the daytona car i mean we got the we got the all-american homecoming uh at at, at hbcu that i'm hyping next monday
1: (laughs) there you go i mean it is a what a time to be alive (laughs) i i i I can understand a fairly good overlap between college football fans and nascar but Swack fans in nascar where's the is there an overlap well, they're trying there. I, they're, trying. Know, they're <laughs> trying all right so let's let's appreciate the outreach i don't know i don't know okay
2: i didn't But whatever it it's a good looking paint job let me put yeah. it that way right. it is a, i mean the thing is i'm rooting for that car it just look the look on it sometimes the paint job i mean i used to love the old dale jr budweiser can just was a straight bud just <laughs> russie <laughs> wallace and yeah, then just the blue deuce yeah you know some of his, yeah, some it. of the ones that just were so good. Is Greg um,
1: Biffle uh, is he still a factor in NASCAR?
2: Ah, uh, no, but uh, okay. he could probably qualify. I don't know. I mean, it's the engine, you know. I mean, yeah, he's right. a good driver, but th- it's okay. not like we're. Just, I mean, a lot of people. I, I a lot of people try to
0: qualify for the Daytona 500. It's like
2: I got a yeah. I got a Chevy Equinox outside. Uh, <laughs> should I give that? You know, can we give that my my the Traverse the team is
0: owned by a Grambling State <laughs> alum
1: too. Is awesome. Okay. There. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So
2: okay, see. okay. Let's see where we're at.
1: You gonna you, you gonna enter the Chevy Equinox? You gonna give that a shot? I think I'll go with my Traverse. My Traverse. Oh, oh there A little you more go. horsepower. Okay. A little
2: more horsepower on that. All right. We mentioned it earlier. The uh, Hudson Mayor has resigned. Uh, he says his job He, he he's he it was kind of a part-time ceremonial figure anyway. <laughs> so now he can um, he uh he said he was just being funny. He was just making a quip. Okay. Um, and Brian uh, Kelly. My attempt to inject a bit of dry humor, <laughs> bone dry, baby, extremely <laughs> a bit of, dry, bit of dry humor, <laughs> to make a point about this in the midst of a cold, snowy February it was grossly misunderstood. Some in our community saw this as an opportunity to engage in the politics of personal destruction by means of character assassination, blaming me for negative international press they helped promote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, get over yourself, dude. What? International <laughs> press.
1: Yeah. Well, that might have gotten international press because it was so incredibly outlandish. The Daily Mail. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Daily, Daily right Mail. Is, yeah. Oh, they love this stuff. The Daily Mail um, just waits for the next dumb American headline. I mean, it's a ceremonial figurehead with no
2: real authority. It, it's, it's a little suburb. Uh, I mean, I, apologies for this because his wife, I guess, passed away recently, but he was calling her First Lady. Oh, no. I mean, like you're the mayor. I mean, come on, like <laughs> you're here to yeah. make sure no
1: one steals the garbage trucks. That's about it. Like, <laughs> right? Like yeah. We just, you know what? Just, <laughs> get the streets plowed. All right. You know when when you get six inches of snow, that's about right. it. Right. That's about. It. So if, if the checks bounce at the school system, someone's got it. You got to call somebody. That's it. Right. You're not really
2: the mayor. <laughs> it's, it's It's. Anyway, uh, uh, good on you to your retirement. I am not here to engage in the politics of personal destruction.
1: Uh, maybe, and I hope I hope
2: re- that if a two a, consenting adults want to make a business agreement out on the frozen lakes of Hudson, Ohio, have at it.
1: <laughs> maybe he can do a little ice fishing now in his retirement. <laughs> Who knows that this guy by I mean, himself, chastely in a shanty that's well, well, well lit, well guarded, makes sure nothing. Oh, like he's going to be out there. On. That's
0: that's his new job. He's retiring. <laughs> and he's just going to go move out to the lake and make sure that <laughs> everybody's keeping there. You go keeping their hands to themselves. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, quick people's court. People's Court. I play, uh, play the sound. I put uh, on my
0: robe and my wig here.
2: Yeah. Justice 40. Um, this is the case of Sister Mary Margaret Crooper. She is a nun, a sister, a nun. Uh, took a vow of poverty. However, she struggled to maintain her promise to the Catholic Church because of a gambling addiction that went out of control for a decade. She embezzled $835,000 from Catholic <laughs> schools in Torrance, California. Oh, my goodness. Right down the road. Where wow. she was a principal, and she used the money basically on
1: trips to Vegas uh, to gamble. Wow. eight hundred grand on trips to Vegas. Yes, uh, let me give the details of. Did she thing. wear her habit like into the casino? She, you know, rolling into Bellagio with the 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 black habit on. They don't like that
2: stuff because it's like they want the face recognition. Yeah, she had. Uh, uh, here we go. Large gambling expenses incurred at casinos and certain credit card charges. Deceptive behavior. Let me just say this. Let let your imagination run wild with what this sister of the poor was doing in Vegas, Pat. What should we do with
1: her? She's 80. She's 80. She's 80. I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time throwing a nun in the lockup, even if she's 40. <laughs> At 80, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. You know what? I mean, I would say tax her wages, but she probably doesn't have much wages. I, I don't know she what you no do wages. with her. Yeah, she's the you know principal
2: of a little Catholic school in Torrance <laughs> Three Hail Marys and two Our Fathers. That's what you <laughs> yeah. do. What are we doing here?
1: I mean, you know, and if she's 80, she's used to old school. You can, like, wrap her knuckles a few times. Maybe, you know, <laughs> whap her on the backside with a yardstick. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine.
0: I did not have any nuns. I went to Catholic school through my entire schooling. Did not have any nuns. But no? I had I had a mean old bird uh, <laughs> principal that stole our, <laughs> our uh, poker set we were betting like <laughs> chips and fruit roll-ups at lunch, and she stole it and did not give it back she until the end it? of the year. Yeah, Wow. I'm like, at least let us use it. You know, we can <laughs> after school we could do our own thing out in the <laughs> on the recess lot. But nope. so, so I, I'm locking her up. how old How old were you at this point? Uh, that was like sixth or seventh grade. Okay, and you were betting fruit roll-ups
1: at school with, <laughs> with poker chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Between this and your rapping, Bruce Pearl, I mean, we're finding all new parts of uh, of Sully's uh, existence here. This is great. This I'm is just great. saying, like it, she that that principal was,
0: she was mean. She stole it. Yeah. She, she 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 put the hammer down on our gambling issues. So I'm going to put the <laughs> hammer down on this lady, and I'm sending her to prison. <laughs> okay,
1: cool. how about that? Wow,
2: retribution, eye for an eye, says Sully. Well, I mean, it's that part of the Bible. You can pick your part of the Bible on this. You I can guess. always,
1: yeah. always pick your. I say, uh, yeah, forgiveness is is uh, divine, whatever.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, poor, poor sister. All right. Uh, f- and finally, finally here, uh, we talked the other day about uh, weird animals going to the uh, impound or whatever they call it. What is it? The animal shelter. Uh, the angry uh, Cluck Norris. Cluck Norris. Uh, <laughs> Cluck Norris. Cluck
1: Norris was an instant pod celebrity.
2: Yeah, I actually spoke to some people at, at South Carolina, I won't say because most most of the time, these people don't want to be known to be affiliated with me in any way. But there was a slight movement to to get Cluck Norris, mm. a grassroots movement, shall we say? Okay, uh, to get Cluck Norris as the uh, in there and and maybe put him in, give him his. Own, you can't put him in with Big Spur because he'll kill Big Spur. Clark
1: right, Clark yeah. Norris would
2: kick Big Spur's ass. Yes, no. No, there's no
0: question.
1: Clark,
0: we need Cluck Norris. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Spur has lived, a, lived a, a very high, you know, society life. Like, that guy hasn't seen the inside of the pen. Uh, like he's, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Like he's he's been, been hand Cluck
2: is hardened.
1: Cluck is hardened, man.
2: It's tough. Cluck is <laughs> from the streets, man. Yeah. Cluck, <laughs> Cluck's not. Um, but maybe this could be an opponent for Cluck. Uh, I know what they you, don't live in the same state, but uh, this is in New York, uh, in a small town, New York. Uh, A guy named uh, Wevern Flat, he uh, has a pet animal. Uh, He watches TV, lets it uh, snuggle up uh, next to him. It is a 110-pound Vietnamese pig, okay? (laughs) The village that he lives in says you are not allowed to have uh, pigs as a pet in the town. This is not a farm town, so you can't just have a 110-pound pig rolling (laughs) around the neighborhood. Okay. Flat is arguing that it is, uh, Pat, you'll love this, an emotional support animal who helped him through a divorce. Uh huh. No Here wonder the woman ran. I mean, yeah. you, <laughs> if I bring home a 110 pound pig and let <laughs> it roam around my house, I am divorced so quick. Very quickly. For good reason. Yeah. Like, you go to the jo- Why? What are the reasons for this divorce? The guy's got a 110 pound emotional support pig.
1: <laughs> Granted. <Yeah>. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Case dismissed. Done. We're done here. It
0: probably didn't start out at 110 pounds, so I, I'm I'm kind of imagining the scenario that it it was just a little cute piglet, and they were married, and then it kept growing and growing and growing, and finally it was like me or the pig, and he's like, I'm it, I'm keeping this thing.
2: Indeed, actually, flat. Here we go. Flat was living in South Carolina when he got the pig in 2018. She uh-huh. was about as big as a shoe. Huh. Like okay. shack well, shoe? Like what kind of shoe? Well, who could have big...
1: foreseen that a pig would actually grow? Yeah. This thing That's is unprecedented. Mean... This is
2: a big look. This is a big pig. This yeah. is a big pig. Um
1: yeah. anyway, I could
2: never dream of giving away. The city is saying you gotta you gotta get rid of the pig. And and he, and flat is saying, No, I could never dream of giving away somebody who's part of my family.
1: It's not a somebody. She's very smart. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Pigs flat. Are yeah, well, pigs are smart. Pigs are smart. You know what else though? There's no such thing as an emotional support pig making bacon out of that sucker. <laughs> Get it out. Forget it. We are not wow. having emotional support pigs anymore Pat than we have emotional support horses or any of the other shit we've talked about. Pat jumps directly to the death penalty.
2: And yes. Then, and then then the state using the body to feed people. Yes. A correct. big bacon Big BLT sandwich in this town. Feed everybody. There you go. Uh, well, according to Flat, uh, she's more intelligent than my dogs. I mean, what What about that? Well,
1: We don't need dogs in this country, so no. All right. Uh, well, all right. Don't get into killing the dogs. Also, you, well, are you, Michael know, Vick. you are bad news kennels, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, we could give an IQ test to the pig and the dog, have them take it side by side and see who's really smarter. But either way, one of them makes bacon, the other one doesn't. So, I think she
2: can kind of hone in on you when you're feeling bad because she'll want to come in and (laughs) snuggle with you. Oh, God. Uh, I think there's other creepy things happening in this house. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not snuggling with a pig. I'm sorry. Put the lotion in the basket. Has anybody searched the basement of this guy's house?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, don't go there, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) How much support emotionally is he getting from? He has pig?
2: a card that describes Ellie, the pig, as an emotional support. It's a registration card. <laughs> it keeps he, in it. He, he print that off the Internet. And just, I mean, what a note from a nurse practitioner says Ellie helped flat get off medication. Mm, yeah. Uh, and while he keeps in his wallet, a laminated card illustrated with a headshot of Ellie. I'm looking at the card. <laughs> she
1: has a driver's license. Basically. I know. Yeah. saying she's
2: a registered a emotional support animal. The village's attorney says it was obtained online for a fee with no formal legal process. So this
1: guy, yeah.
0: Come they're going to raid this guy's house and find Joe Dirt in the bottom <laughs> of <his cell laughs> while asking For an auto trader.
1: There, look, I'm putting the lotion on the skin. I'm rubbing it in. Come on, man. I thought we had a deal. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Here. Eee, auto trader. A
2: trial has been scheduled, was scheduled. Uh, March 22nd has been delayed. If found guilty, Flat could face jail time or have the pig taken from him, according to his attorney. I think jail's a little much. Yeah, and like um, I said, just no. out of put, week. But put although, the pig to good use. I mean, this house looks, I mean, you can see where the pigs like scratch the wall. Uh,
0: uh, All right, already. I'll put the lotion on my skin.
2: <laughs> uh, this is really good work by KATU. A lot of details. In 2019, yeah. a, a family in the Buffalo suburb of Amherst was not allowed to keep a pot-bellied pig uh, that they said was an emotional support uh, animal for their daughter-in-law. The name of that pig?
1: Porkchop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. At least they're they're acknowledging a little more what the pig's reason for existence is.
2: Uh, and an Indiana woman was told in 2018 to get rid of her emotional support pig for similar reasons. I mean, if they're not letting that go in Indiana, there's no shot in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, great work by K A T U. Really, we got yeah, case precedents a, here. Good work. This is good reporting. Voluminous work. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, get All rid of the pig. Get rid of the pig. Uh, get rid of your pig, or you go or move. Just move. That, Find yeah. a place that likes pigs. I don't know. Right. <laughs> go out and buy a farm. Fayetteville a farm. doesn't have this rule. It's a
1: beautiful place.
2: <laughs> go to Fayetteville. There they love go. the hogs there. All the hogs. Who pig? All right. That's our show. We will be back next week with more. Uh, Appreciate everyone subscribing, listening. Nice reviews. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. We need all the help we can get. Clearly. Talk to you later.